Hey creeps, it's Markella. Just one quick thing before we start. Um, we in December did a podcast on Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill uh, for Oreni Shi, and we at the time were kind of gushing about Quentin and how much we love him and things like that because in December of 2017, there was not a lot out there at least kind of like in our like in our face about um, what happened on the set of that movie. Um, and so I would like to apologize on behalf of the Super Hot Bad Guy podcast because for the last month or so, I have been hearing about Quentin Tarantino being pro Harvey Weinstein, pro, um, oh God, who's the guy? Oh Jesus, hang on. Roman Polanski pro-Roman Polanski and being very disrespectful about women. And then um, Uma Thurman jumped on the Me Too uh, movement and discussed in some detail um, how she was treated by Quentin on set. And it was, it, it sucked. And so I apolog- uh, we apologize. Um, that kind of stuff just wasn't coming up like literally just a couple of months ago. We actually recorded in November. But whatever. Uh, we apologize. Um, I'm embarrassed. When and if we do another Quentin Tarantino film in the future, we will not <laughs> be gushing. But the thing to remember is that when we have directors or writers or whomever producers um, that or actors even that have these issues, um, we can still enjoy the movies because there are other directors and writers and producers and actors and film editors and etc etc who do amazing jobs and they love their job and they're awesome people and so that is also something to consider to just be smart about it okay oh 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 also during the hand just some i'm i'm sweeping out i'm sweeping out our closets for our hannibal episode we uh read aloud um a creep corner story from Clannibalistic, not cannibalistic. Rachel, I'm so sorry. Um, it's like C L A N N I B A L I S T I C. Um, you have no idea how many times I just get names wrong. It's lovely if you know me. Um, all right, guys, enjoy the show. Jimmy Jump. <laughs> Super Hot Bad Guy Podcast, the place where we discuss the hot villains of any gender from any genre. This includes crime, drama, action, adventure, romance, and good old horror. We're your hosts, Natasha Baptiste, Eric Blake, Markella Dykvist. Whoop. Oh, I just see, I just leaned up. I'm banking on the fact that you guys can hear me from here. <laughs> Eric Blake. I think my earlier one was kind of quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Just move that one over. 
Eric Blake. Markella Dykfus. Natasha Baptiste. Eric Markella, Von Blake. Markella Dykfus. Natasha Baptiste. So, we're doing King of New York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys okay with my choice? I know you neither of you had ever heard of that movie. No, I've never heard of it, but it was really awesome to see like a like a young what was his name? Young everyone. A young everyone. <laughs> it was young everyone, but they were still, I think, in their like thirties and forties. I know. <laughs> it wasn't great. Christopher Walken. But I remembered media for this and it wasn't like a bad, super obscure movie. It was fun. I had fun with yeah. it. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, quotes, blown away because I hadn't really heard of it either, but I discovered it through Letterboxd. The second time was for this podcast, and I was a little bit more underwhelmed. And I also watched this for um, uh, New Year's Eve because I felt like it was a good New Year's Eve movie. So I was with my husband and our and a mutual friend, and they just kind of let me go off sometimes because I get, you know, excitable and I was having champagne because it was New Year's Eve. And some somehow halfway through the film, I was referring to our title villain, Jimmy Jump. I started calling him Johnny Jump. And the reason is because I learned that King of New York is supposed to be like a play on Robin Hood. And Jimmy Jump, obviously supposed to be like Little John. And apparently I was just drinking away and I'm like verbalizing like, Johnny does this and he he's he represents this. And they're just like, yeah, Markella, go for it. <laughs> Did not correct me. I'm glad it wasn't Johnny Jump. That's just an awful name for a character. Johnny? Well. Johnny James, Jump? But Jimmy Jump is like just a, like a, just a cake it- slice butter <laughs> it seems more gangster like jimmy jump, jimmy instead of like jimmy seems more like i definitely like the a... name jimmy better than johnny. johnny johnny sounds like a guy from clean. the south yeah like he's too clean cut <laughs> john is always a clean cut name it's always weird if you're trying to be a bad boy your name's john but jimmy jimmy is john's weird cousin jimmy's fun jimmy's fun jimmy gets <laughs> jimmy gets weird Oh my god, this movie starts with tampons <laughs> and root beer. I think it's root beer, isn't it? Yeah. So, okay, so let's get into this a little bit. Um, Jimmy Jump from King of New York. Um, oh, did you have trouble kind of following yes. yeah. the plot? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had no idea. And it's what funny was that you bring up that it's supposed to be a Robin Hood parallel because yeah. I was like, okay, you've got sheriffs, Robin Hood. And Little John, but they are bad? Yeah. Yeah. I was almost kind of scared rewatching this movie because I was like, wait, is Jimmy a villain? And it's like, yeah, he's murdering people, but... And then you kind of realize that it's like a Quentin Tarantino situation where everybody's the bad guy. Yeah. You're just following these bad guys and everybody has pros and cons. Like the bad guys in this movie, the Irish cops... It like shows them having like a great fun wedding in like a bar because they don't have as much money as uh um what's his name Frank White what's yes Christopher Frank Walken White Christopher Walken as much as I love him and as for as long as he's been in my life he's one of those names that I can never recall I never can remember his name and I'm like I love him he's such a big part of my and life and every time and I I'm try like, 
I don't know his name. Sorry. <laughs> Every time I tried to describe him, I was like, remember who's in that movie, music video in the suit? And he was just dancing, dancing around. And then he flew at the end. What and they're you- like, okay. <laughs> Fat Boy Slim. Yes. Toes. He flies like Pee Wee Herman. Uh, what did you think of his dancing in this movie? Oh, his uh, little dance. It's always Everybody's hideous. dancing was terrible. It's always this hideous. A, dancing was the villain of this film. I would qualify King of New York as a bad movie. I love it. It's really fun to watch. It's really moody and like that weird 90s film noir that they were trying to do back then. But really, it's kind of a bad movie. It is, in the best way. In the best way? Like, did you notice how everyone shoots their guns, including Jimmy Jump? Yeah. He, he, I mean, he has the two guns, but I don't know. Let's see if I can describe this verbally. It's like they, when anyone in the film shoots their gun, it's like they're pointing at someone really fast. Like, bam, point, 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 bam, bam. And they'll like they even, want to like, throw the bullet out? Yeah, like yeah. they're throwing bullets physically yeah. like with their wrist like flick of the wrist there's some elbow yeah it's yeah. uh bizarre the it's- one thing i hate about gunfights in movies is just a bunch of bullets and you're like how have you not hit anyone this movie also has a problem with that car chase scene there's endless bullets which most- no one's dying yeah and it's endless bullets like you guys are holding handguns so yeah <sighs> the first scene when we establish that our feature villain today Jimmy Jump. I almost said Johnny Jump. I know, I'm so sorry. It makes sense because Johnny Jump Up is like a mixed drink. It is? What yeah, is it? it's like cider and whiskey and some other... I don't know that it off the nice. top of my head. Yeah, that does sound nice. But I hadn't thought of that. Until. Johnny Jump Up? Yeah. That's a weird mm-hmm. name for a drink. It, it is it's Irish. Name. Yeah, okay. Um, Did you guys do the math on like, how much would a suitcase of tampons cost? cost? Like, I was like, that was very elaborate. Yeah. My question in that scene was who out of their group bought the tampons? Who came up with the pun? How long did it take them to plan this gag? And like, so this isn't his first gag that is like, oh, I'm going to do this amazing joke for someone who I kill. So it's like, (laughs) what do you want? Who are you trying to get a laugh from? Who was the guy thinking up room service motherfuckers when he busted it? That was, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's the other one I have. Tampax slash room service is like the two gags that are just, they're so elaborate and it's, it's like- It's a great opening scene. It is a great it, yeah. way to it open It sets the tone of this movie. There's little, oh, yeah. there's little things in that scene. There's the tampons and he's like, it's for the, it's to plug up the holes. That's great. It's and then great. Also the, um, before he murders this guy, this rival gang guy, he asks for root beer because he needs to take aspirin. And I thought that that was just kind of unique. Like, I just feel like in a lesser made movie, they'd just be like, can I get like water or something? I figure or he's like, a city kid. Or just like, can I get some hard water. alcohol? Because yeah. I'm hard. But he's like, can I get a root beer? And then in the next scene, he's drinking root beer. He's holding root <laughs> beer and he's drinking it. And so, yeah, the first line I liked of his was when he's like, where's my soda? And I, was just like, <laughs> I was like, wow. This is this is the guy, huh? Okay, so I so when I asked you guys if you could follow the plot, I kind of want to maybe bring up as much as the plot that I was able to follow, just in case anybody else listening had a hard time as well. And so, okay, so Jimmy Jump, he kind of works with or maybe for Christopher Walken's character, who's Frank. And Frank, 
I don't really understand who he is. He wears suits and he's the dating, king of New York. He's dating a senator. Who's lawyer. The, she's the lawyer. Yeah. He's dating this kind of powerful lawyer. She's a counsel. Yeah. Yeah. Counselor. Yeah. Yeah. She's part of his something like, that team. ends with an R. Yeah, I remember that because when the cops passed her, they're like, you should be really proud of yourself or something. Like, they're kind of insinuating, like, why are you defending this guy? Well, yeah, because she's supposed to be on the right side of the law yeah. like they are. This movie is, like, really bizarre because, like, the, the good cops are the bad guys and you really think that they're bad guys because they're awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, But Christopher Walken, he kind of, he gets out of jail and what he wants to do is use all of his dirty, illegal tricks that includes murdering people and, like, what have you. Mainly he wants murder. to take... Yeah, there's a lot of murder. Um, Jimmy Jump definitely kill, has killed, like, tons of people. And by the end of this, tons more. Yeah. Um, but Frank White, he wants to take this money and he's really concerned with just, like, cleaning up the communities that are around New York and like with the hospitals and and school and like the kids and all that stuff and um so he's he's going to all these dons basically like the Italian don he like goes and like shoots him up it's the guy that like does that don like pee on someone or does he pee yeah, on Yeah, he him? pees yeah. on there's like the right hand man. Yeah. And then there's like like a Asian don that's yeah. not very helpful. And so technically Frank isn't a Don himself, but he's like, he basically has the same status as these other men. Well, he's not a Don because he's not associated with anybody. He is a drug, he's like a drug, he's a drug lord, but he's not like a Don. He doesn't have a family. Yeah. But the people who are running things for him are people like Jimmy Jump and all those, like Giancarlo Esposito. What did you guys think of him? <laughs> Everyone was terrible, okay? Everyone was terrible. I was keeping my eye out on him this whole movie. And every scene he's Who did in, he play? he's just one of the background guys. Yeah, he's not but he, But he was the guy. So Jimmy, Jimmy likes to be like out and about and like going to clubs and like kind of like underground parties and things like that or drug related things. But the only like one of the only guys from that group that liked to go out with Frank and the girls and dress like really nice and go to the opera is Giancarlo's character. But every scene he's in, he's literally always leaning over to the other person, talking and laughing. And it's like if you made a supercut and put it on YouTube, it would be hilarious because he's literally just doing the exact same thing over and over and over and over again. And it becomes ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah, he looked nice, too. There was some nice. decent outfits in this. The fashion was... So we can go... 90s. We can go to his appearance. Jimmy Jump, first of all, is his mustache just right above his lip. That's oh, the, yeah. That's the pencil mustache. Yeah, and pencil. did he wear hats, too? Oh, my oh, yeah. God, you know it. So many so hats. It was so many very, hats, right? So Run DMC was from the mid to late 80s. And then this movie is 1990, I think. Yeah. And his, especially when he wears his hats, it's very Run DMC. When you think of them in your head, that's basically yeah his look. Um, and it's very very flashy shirt. And it's boxy, like um, like a tight thin belt, and then poofy. I can't remember the. Just think of in Living Color, like yeah. pretty much every guy <laughs> yeah. in a Living Color. It was basically with like a hat. Someone who likes 
flashy stuff, but not necessarily dressing fancy. And I think that's what struck me about him right away is like, I could tell this is a very pedestrian character, but it was something I had to reconcile very quickly because it's Lauren <laughs> Fish, Lawrence Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Larry. Larry. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that was LF. the weird thing, too, because everything I've seen him in, he's, like, a nice person. Like, he's a hard ass, but he's, like, on the good side. The things I remember him in, he is, like, the dad character, like, stern, but... And like, well-spoken. Yes. So this was, this super was nice. hard. Like. But I love how they made his character, like, fun. Like, he wasn't a hard ass. Yeah, that was, like... Yeah. That was all socio. Well, he was a sociopath, but he like made jokes about it, and he laughed. All- he laughed when he died. Like they shot him in the face, he was still laughing. And you're like, oh, we'll that's talk the- about that. <laughs> that's the Lawrence Fishburne. That I scene know. has a lot of. We'll get into. Oh my it. god, so many problems. I I was surprised. I mean, the- this movie dies when he dies. He dies way. But too there's early. still like half an hour. Yeah, that's what I was very surprised and, uh, by. And you'd you'd think that he's. He's a character that's going to stay the whole time and you or at think. least have his dying scene a little bit more towards the end of the film. Um, or serve a purpose. Yeah. yeah. But I was doing stuff online. It, people were just like, what's the point of this movie after Lawrence Fishburne dies? dies? Yeah. Like, why even finish it? Why even finish it? Yeah. It just didn't make any sense how he died. Okay, I need Did you to... notice that there's no dancing after he dies either? <laughs> <laughs> the dancing That's dies. when the movie the stops. Yeah, the that's when the dead. dancing stops. Um, I want to talk... I want to say one more thing about the way he dresses. Um, I have noticed something in films where the at a certain point, the costume designer... <laughs> Try it again. <laughs> Vagina? <laughs> Silent G. The costume vagina? Seamstress. <laughs> what am I saying that's wrong? Um, sometimes in films, they just forget to costume their, the actors below the knee. And so the shot that bothers me the most in King of New York is it's the pizza place scene. Jimmy Jump gets dropped off on the street side and he gets out of the car and he's walking into the pizza place. Very rude. His outfit is so nice, except he's wearing like a kind of a puffy jacket. It's kind of more like not sporty, but just not fancy up top. But then at the bottom... I even want to even call them trousers because they're like, they're really fancy slacks. And in his hip area, they're fine. It totally matches. But he's, it's tapered weird around his shoes. And then he's basically wearing just like black thin dress shoes. And someone dropped the ball. And then someone (laughs) filmed him from the shoes up and uh, it looked super dumb. Because he's so flashy. Because he's, yeah, you'd think that he spends a lot of time putting himself together and yet yeah. he's wearing. Those were his getting because arrested pants. He's like the poor guy who's. No, no, he's not poor. But it's like you grew up poor. Now you have a lot of money, but you spend it on the most tackiest things. Like you spend a lot of money on super tacky shit. Because that's what you're into. Yeah, because yeah. that's what you think makes you look like not only hard, but fancy. I'd kill to find some of that in the thrift store now though but well yeah because now it's like is dope but i'm also thinking because he's so like kind of eccentric and like super fun and super like goofy maybe i would say he's the one 
he's buying all of his friends the was it chick was it just chicken that he was buying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he's and buying being a whole rude bunch about of, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was buying a whole bunch of chicken for the group, and so. First, I was like, well, he seems like kind of an important guy. Why is he the one going and, like, ordering from this place for, like, to get food for everybody else? And then I was thinking, I think he was the one that bought the tampons as well. Oh. I think he went into a store because he wanted to do the tampon bit. It was his idea. It was his joke. And so he was he like, wanted hang on. Land. Yeah. And That's he went why into they a, were late. Everybody's like, what are you doing, Jimmy? He's like, no, no. It's going to be really funny. <laughs> yeah. You already told us, wouldn't it be funny if you don't actually have to do it? They're going to die. We <laughs> laughed when you said, wouldn't it be funny if. But you can picture him but going what if up he did to it? the desk. What if he was like, we're going to meet up with this guy. We're going to kill him. <laughs> what would kill? Tampons. Tampons. <laughs> what fills a bloody hole? Tampons. tampons great jimmy you're so cool <laughs> he's like he does this every murder every murder he just I feel brings like a suitcase he, of tampons maybe like he was like a rich kid but wanted to fit in with the hood so like got really hard but still way too elaborate with his highbrow or, or maybe he humor. was just a huge dork and like so Spider-Man. he wants to fit in and so how do you fit in you make people laugh you make people laugh people like you that's true Especially when, oh god, that was the scene that made me super sad when well, like the nerdiest they met people a, are, all, are always the funniest. Yeah, when they want to fit in, or like you know, he was nerdy. He grew up on the streets, and those kids always got beat up. So he's like, "How can I avoid this? I'm gonna make them laugh." So he just learned how to make them laugh and fit in, or, and then joined the crew. Or an or 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 and <laughs> and or he's and or <laughs> he has so much humor in him. Because he kills a lot of people in cold blood, and so to counter that, he's also really oh, fun like to hang out with. In his mind, yeah, yes, yeah. Counter. Oh. Well, just so people aren't like, "Oh, you're a bad guy." Like, his, like the people he he hangs out with. Yeah, because I'm sure, like they obviously they kill. There's a lot of shoot 'em up in the movie, like with the people that he's around. But I I think he enjoys it the most, and so to counter that, he's also like. I'm going to buy you chicken. But that's also why dance. he's the right-hand man. Yeah. That was the saddest part of the movie when homeboy Christopher Walken was like, <laughs> why didn't you visit me in prison, man? That's amazing. And he was like, that part's so I couldn't see you in that place. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Why would I want to see you behind bars, bars or, something? or something like that? Oh, they just why would I want to so see much you? respect for each other. He said, why would I want to see you in a cage? And he gets really serious. And I think that yeah. is really effective. And then they just start laughing. And he's like, you're right, man. And I was like, Christopher Walken should not be the kingpin. Because like, it really he was, was all... like The opening did have some good bits. But the dancing was really uncomfortable so for the me. So note, the note that I had about his background, which ties back into that first scene with the dancing is... I feel like they met in dance class, not in <gasps> crime, because they walk up, do a secret dance shake, and then everybody's like, oh, yeah. It's like, that's their thing, not crime. Yeah. Like, they met in dance class. Yeah. And they were both like, tee like, <laughs> like the whole group met in dance No, no. no specifically Frank two. and Jimmy. Oh. Perhaps yeah. And then other the other members, guys are like, me too. Other members of the group <laughs> clearly studied under the same... Instructor tutelage, yeah, but maybe they were like class of. <laughs> so you mean I have to write fan fiction now? I mean, yes. <laughs> I think some fan fiction based on these characters could be better than some of the movie based on these characters. Yeah, yeah. mainly how they met in dance class. Yes. Yeah. Oh. 
Desert. Oh, and he like so said amazing. he had like hoodlum friends to impress Frank White, and Frank White's like, "Oh, well, you gotta show me that." And he's like, "Oh shit, we all gotta pretend like we're gangsters now." Yeah. Um, I also I was thinking the only way that you could do um a Jimmy Jump Halloween costume or a cosplay, I guess, is if I mean, obviously you would wear the clothes, but then to differentiate yourself from like Run DMC, for instance. You'd have to carry a suitcase of condom or condoms, condoms, yes. <laughs> tampons, and then just what have like. What are you like, sticking in bloody holes? Stop it! And then just like hold two guns. At well, all there times. is actually like a thing, like a tampon you can use to plug up dirty. I thought you were gonna say there's like a tampon that's like a gun. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull the trigger. <laughs> See, this is a good I'm movie. I'm really yeah. getting tampons, guns, and condoms all mixed up in my head right now. <laughs> well, I mean, tampons okay. you shoot up, and then they do have those cup things now. So, I mean, so it makes sense. So you put the condom on the gun, but there's a, ca- a tampon inside. And you just boop. That's it. Applicated. Yep. You're good. I think that a tampon with a condom over it is not going to do anything for anyone. No, um, but I think we can expand on the idea. <laughs> Let's workshop this later. <laughs> okay, I mean, so anyways, so you so could, <laughs> for Halloween. But yeah, so that would be like, a, that's the only way you could do the Halloween costume is if you had those props with you or else no one would get it. No but you would draw the little pencil oh, yeah. mustache over your lip. It would be so cute. Actually, that would be a great costume. I know. I really think fun. if I did it. And was white. It would be very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you would have the suitcase. Yeah. You oh, could have a suitcase of you. tampons. Like you, <laughs> maybe in inside your coat, you could like show them all of the different. Like I have my root beer. I have both my guns. I'm talking like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Kicked out of the party. <laughs> uh, all right. So the chicken scene. Yeah, he's very mean. I don't understand because in that same scene, he's super nice to those children. But what I don't understand is if Jimmy is there to kind of protect the neighborhood and he he looks at everyone in his surroundings as like family technically, why was he yelling at the guy behind the counter? Yeah, the small business owner. Because he was even like a teenager. He's being so sheriff of Nottingham. It was weird. And like... As far as the Robin Hood metaphor goes, that's like one of the only times that they give to the poor is giving those kids arcade money. There's like yeah. some hospital stuff that you don't actually see any. Yeah, it's real... something. It... Well, because they couldn't like the hospital. Well, oh, okay, because the senator was like, "We can give money to them," and so he ended up like doing it, but he dies. So whatever. But yeah, you don't really see him giving. Wait, it's just a concept. But he did kill that kingpin that was all mean to the sex workers. Yeah. So I mean, that's one guy though. I mean, there's well, a bunch of guys. Well, but if you kill the to... head, then everyone else is like it. I mean, I guess the information will filter through. It's like a tampon; it just kind of stops. <laughs> <laughs> there is tampon themes throughout this entire. If you really think about it, this movie's like a tampon. I was just gushing before I started to watch, and then and then stop me right up. Yep, is that how it works? The king of New York was the tampon of New York. I was just about to say that. (laughs) 
by king, I mean tampon. <laughs> it's the tampon. I now get it was not about Robin Hood. It was about the effectiveness of tampon and dancing <laughs> and dancing. They only danced. Come on, they only danced once. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, I mean that kind of dancing. Because then was there like some like upper high society dancing at one point and then they go well then there's yeah and then jimmy's dancing with the girl without her shirt or bra and i love it and that dancing was the same dancing though like jimmy's moves are limited they were like now lawrence lawrence we know you're good at salsa dancing but we just need some sort of interpretive jazz dance here it was very (laughs) 80s i enjoyed it um there's like little things in movies that i appreciate on like a more personal level And when I see things like, when I see nudity in a movie where it's on a level, it's sexual, but it's like, when it's shown as no big deal, like that scene in King of New York, it makes me so like thrilled because Jimmy Jump, I think they've probably been taking drugs. Well, no, they were taking like cocaine and stuff at that point. Oh, yeah. So it's like cocaine, alcohol, very loud music. Um, And one of my favorite shots from earlier on is just Jimmy with the old Coke on the nose. Yeah. It's it's like, you don't dip your whole nose in Coke. He kind of has that same feel with the drugs where it's like, it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of like fun. There's no like um, hype to it. Like he's over anything that's like, it's just, it's just some drugs. And, like, the movie kind of treats it like, oh, it's just drugs, like, no big deal. But, like, the girl that he's dancing with, she's so pretty. And he's, like, super hot. And they're dancing suggestively. But the fact that she's not wearing anything on her top half, that's not really, like, the point. It's just, like, something that accentuates the scene as, like, this they're is having, a party. Yeah, they're having fun down here. It's not that big of a deal. It just... It's just showing, like, how fun he is and how fun the party is. And it's, like, awesome. (laughs) And I like that he can dance with a girl. He just wants to dance. I gave gave up dance for crime. (sighs) (laughs) This is the dancing I get to do now. I just want to be free. (laughs) I just want to be free like this woman's wrists. I feel like, too, during that time, like, if you hear people talk about, like, partying, well, when I talk about with older people, like, partying back in that time it was no thing to just let your titties flow and like you're just having a good time doing a bunch of drugs Mm -hmm. like just partying it up and nobody not nobody but like it was like the movie where you're like just dancing with some dude having a good ass time i don't know it was like free you're just like i'm just i did a bunch of coke i'm like high as fuck i'm just gonna let him out i think that was maybe a thing that they were doing around that so this I think Bad Influence, I keep comparing that movie to this film just because we've both done them on the podcast. I suggested both of them. I feel like no one's really ever heard of either of those films for the most part. They both kind of have a... But they're both from the same year. You came from square one. You ended at square one. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) That's true. That's also true. They also both had... yeah. But in Bad Influence, they have those kind of like underground you know crazy looking parties that like look visually like interesting and yeah everything's tinted blue for some reason (laughs) i don't mean they both have villains i mean the villains were both like people you don't see as villains now like rob lowe was the nice guy yeah lawrence fishburne's the nice also can i just say that jimmy jump is a little bit whiny 
Agreed. Mm, very. Mm. He's just yeah. rude. He, rude but in general. He's rude in a Entitled. whiny way. Like he whines like a man child sometimes. <laughs> Where's my soda? It's like I say it, it's right up there. It's my favorite, my it favorite like lines. You're like you're gonna say woman, but then you're like, no, no. I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna feel like man child. <laughs> I think I pursed my lips because I was thinking about something, but I actually wasn't going to say what. I, I was like, that's like my friend a Greg. weird comparison I would never expect you to make. No, ironically, for as much home improvement as I've been watching lately, I wasn't going to say whining like a woman. That television series, as beloved as it is in our minds, has not aged well. Kind of feels like Donald Trump wrote it and directed it. Oh, I feel yeah. like it's like Trump wrote all of the dialogue for that for show. home improvement. Yeah, yeah, it's horrifying. It is. We should cut this hard. out because that is a disservice to those writers who are probably not terrible people. Well, or at least not. Well, well they probably maybe wrote not. for. <laughs> I hope a, not. Maybe I'm they, not, maybe I'm they not voted comparing Trump. the home improvement writers to Trump. I'm just saying. How about more like? It I bet Donald Trump Trumpy. would love the show. Okay, how about that? Yeah. I think totally. it's too smart for him. Still, <laughs> I think you need to rewatch the first season at least, <laughs> because just because. And I'm being completely serious, and no, I'm not overreacting one bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's whiny. Oh, that's so funny. I wrote whiny twice. I was like whiny. Ask for root beer. Ask for a fancy hotel. Whiny. <laughs> um. I also I kind of titled them like. Like, this movie is about, like, soft gangs, because they're, like, I think when I wrote that, I was thinking more about, like, Giancarlo's character, about how you see them mostly just, like, laughing and having fun and being kind. Being merry men, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are merry men. And then, like, their whole thing is, like, doing what Frank wants to do, which is, like, take all this, like, drug money and just put it back into the community. And then Giancarlo is like running around at the opera, just like offering his his arm to like ladies and like making them laugh. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, they're so soft. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, so the cops are the real villains, which is weird because they. And did you guys understand why the cops were so upset about like this whole situation? Oh, really. Frank, I wasn't really paying attention to them, though. Before Frank got out of prison, he was put in prison because he's basically, like, a, a drug lord. They The cops know that he's responsible for, like, needless deaths and things like that. And um, they even say, like, in the movie, they're saying, like, yeah, you're taking this money. Yeah, like, whatever you want to do. Like, you're you're working with, like, lawyers and stuff to, like take this money that you have and like put them into like hospitals and like support systems and stuff like that but the money that you're making you're keeping people like in poverty and on the streets because you're giving them drugs that's how you're taking their money keeping them poor and taking that money and doing what with it trying to make them not poor because it's not like your system isn't really working and frank's like no, I don't care. Like that's not true. But it's like, like he dude, doesn't. That's the premise of this movie. He... Shut up. It's like it's just it's a very like vi... this movie's very vague, which is why it's so hard to kind of follow. Yeah. But Frank is basically just like 
Like, that's his reaction. He's like, mm, I don't know. I'm just doing <laughs> it. Like, I'm making the hospital better. And they're like, you're feeding people drugs. Like, that's the money. And he's all, I mean, he's also taking money from, like, the rival, like, Italian whoever is then like, and the Colombians. Um, so the cops, their reasoning makes sense. And, like, okay, they have, like, big Irish weddings and, like, whatever. But then the things that they do for the remainder of the film, it the movie presents them as, like, way more villainous than what Frank is doing and, like, his people are doing. Yeah. Like, their actions seem way more villainous. But then there's that one standalone cop that was like, no, this seems fucked up. The and old tra- guy? Yeah. And yeah, to- he was the nice one. He was the one yeah. that was... Kind of in the middle of everything, I think. Yeah, and he's trying to do it the right way. Because weren't it was the cops that came in and shot up that club, right? The like that was their plan. Yeah, like club, that yeah. was their whole plan. And he was like, "That's stupid. Why would we?" And do that's this? totally illegal. Yeah, like, like they weren't even presenting as cops. They were just like guys coming in and like shooting, shooting everyone. And they had to know that was going to. And they were shooting badly. like ra- random people too. Yeah, it was not like. Every it wasn't just like the drug dealers or the gangsters. It and was I like everyone. Right around the half point of the movie, there the note I made halfway point. Have to ask, is he the villain? Yeah, because like, I was like, everyone in this movie is super shitty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's killing the poor. Nobody's really giving to the poor. They're giving bullets to the poor. Yeah, uh, taking the poor people's money and then donating it to hospitals where the poor go when they overdose. And the cops are not helping at all yeah and and the thing about is he a villain since there's other people in the movie that are more villainous than he is but i'm not going to talk about how hot david caruso is the redheaded guy oh yeah no No, thanks but uh, oh god cs csi is that the show he does yeah i think with his stupid one-liners yeah (laughs) and they always hook him up with like some like model-esque woman you're like no, no way even now as an actor can he get a woman like that um but i feel like this kind of opens up some room for other characters that are like they they either technically are the villains but they don't feel as though they are or they might be villains in the beginning and then like maybe become good eventually throughout like the film or show which we need to do some more tv shows i think but um i'm thinking like herbert rust from reanimator throughout Hmm. that series like all those people pretty much die because of him and he literally could care less which makes him the villain of that series even though he's the main character that we follow it's tricky because nobody has a hero arc in this story it's a weirdly structured film. Yeah. And even, I feel like... It is. Even the main character is Christopher Walken, but I really don't feel like there is a main character, per se. It's really jumbled. Dancing. I didn't understand... Dancing. There's not that much... This isn't yeah. Dancing's the main character and the villain. <laughs> like, Christopher Walken... I didn't understand Christopher Walken as the kingpin. Because he, he I mean... not come off as a kingpin. Well, because he uh, was kind of like off. a self-made... Like I said, it's like he kind of is acting as if he is the dawn of... Well, yeah, that, but, like, it just didn't come off as, like, hard. I think a lot of what this movie might have been trying to do, it did not come off. No, not at all. But it if came they off like it, the way people shoot the guns, just not, like, not like how it's supposed to. I feel like, yeah, they established that he's a hard criminal because he swaggers out of prison. If you don't get it from that opening shot, you're going to be lost. 
Yeah, Sarah's totally. crazy in that prison scene when he's walking out. He's straight sticking up out of his head hair. <laughs> Doesn't have his pomade. No, no. He's in prison. So one thing that sucks that Jimmy Jump does is, like, we've seen him kill some people, but he kills Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. And that, that made me real so sad. Sucks. Because you see... Flanagan. Is that his name? Yes, because Wesley Snipes was very Irish in that movie. I don't know yeah. if you could tell. You see, you see yeah. him with his family, so you know he has, like, a wife and a kid. And so then Jimmy Jump... Thomas. Flanagan. Thomas Flanagan. Why is his Snipes. name Flanagan? I don't. Maybe Did he have a stepfather? He took his was wife's name. Was his wife? Oh, she yeah, was a brunette, maybe. right? Maybe. She could still be Irish. Yeah, she could, but it just. Oh. I just love that it was all Irish cops. Even the black ones. It's just funny. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Seriously, Jimmy Jump shoots him in the stomach, yeah. and that's sucks. That's like sad and that's like a serious kind of death that he causes um and then shortly after that then that's when jimmy dies but back to that scene quickly yeah were the cops gay i hope so i kind of thought so flanagan and gilly the two at that scene because like they he kisses him when he's dead and i'm like is this supposed to be an irish thing he has a wife i don't mean anything and then All right, whose... let's pull out the list of gay people with wives. <laughs> <laughs> whose son was getting married? It was David Crusoe's son. That was that yeah, bar so. marriage. Yeah, the bar Gillies. marriage. Okay, and then I was thinking that kind of shows like how much money they have, and that's like another reason why they hate Frank White so much is because they're like they're his sons. He's a cop. He's a New York cop, and his son's wedding is at this like random kind of okay looking bar. <laughs> so I think that's meant to show like pretty much any Irish bar that's in Seattle right now is basically what it looked like it was in. It's like a cutesy like New York bar, but it's still like it's not like posh or anything because it's showing Frank White in all those like kind of elegant like very upper whatever parties. And then also, did you notice the colors? All the coloring in the film. So when it showed. Like, all the scenes at night that were, like, either outdoors or anything that was that had to do with, like, New York proper. It was, like, all, like, blue, blue, like, cobalt blue and yeah. black. And then all the scenes of when Frank is, like, mixing with high society, everything's, like, a golden, like, yellow. Hmm. And then I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think most of the scenes with the cops, it's just, like, a general, like... Gray. Well, it's just, like, gray, a, but... like, a daylight, like, yeah. natural light type thing and then there's a scene i think i read this on i did i did not think this up myself i wouldn't have known but i read somewhere online someone pointed this out where the cover of the film is when frank white is like looking out the window and he's in that kind of like golden lit like hotel room i think and when he's looking out the window you can see the reflection of the city lights and it's like that cobalt blue and like black so it's like one on top of the other and i was like oh cool um yeah we went we we went on a pee and smoke break pee break pee break smoke break smoking so smoke break um yeah but the cops we were discussing they're just the villains of the villains so yeah when we hit that point where flanagan is shot and killed getting shot in the tummy is horrific but 
Jimmy's death is probably worse. Yeah. I don't remember where he gets shot, but it's like more than once. It's more than, I it think seems he non-vital because he's definitely suffering for a bit there. He gets shot. I think he also gets shot in the stomach, but then Homeboy walks up and shoots him in the face. Yeah, it takes a while, though. Like on the surface, you think that he's just like making. So, OK, this is what happens. After they leave that party that the cops shoot up like crazy people. And they are going there to shoot. To They're going there to kill Frank White, I'm assuming. But is Frank even there? No. Yeah, doesn't he shoot people up? He well, does. He's driving the car. So, so I think Frank he drives was off. There. Okay. Yeah, and they create. Okay. They like decide to create a diversion to. So then they do that crazy car chase with the double guns and the pointing guns while shooting, which is hilarious. And then. They get out of the cars. Jimmy shoots Flanagan, which sucks because I feel like, I mean, some of the cops are worse than others. Obviously, the old guy cop is the coolest. The least cool is David Crusoe. I had thought that so the, when he shoots him at the funeral, I was like, dang, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't see it coming, okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. So to interrupt, <laughs> interrupt, interrupt my flow, I'm pretty sure that is where they got the gif. Remember that famous gif from like, I don't know, 2010 maybe of like the Burger King king rolls down a car window and he shoots Ronald McDonald in the face and they superimpose their heads and then he faces forward and rolls the window back up in his car and drives away. That's from King of New York. Oh. That's where that gif is from. That's hilarious. If I'm not right, then that'd be sad because that bumps this movie up like just that much more into like our society hive that's hilarious yeah <laughs> that makes way more and sense it's now. the the burger king king yeah king of new york okay yeah yeah so every time every time frank white shoots david in the face in that scene i always burst into laughter because i just think of the burger king king yeah like facing forward and rolling the window up <laughs> yeah um did you have any? You look like you were gonna say something. No, I just thought it was ballsy. I just that scene stood out. Yeah, and I wonder. I well, wonder it's if... the finale of the movie, so yeah, it should stand out. It... Um, and that funeral was for Flanagan. Yeah, you think so? Okay, yeah. so back when Flanagan is shot, kind of sucks, and that kind of that's that one last thing that Jimmy Jump does, so that when he does die, it's still sad, but it kind of reminds you that. He's a bad guy too. That he murders people and really doesn't care. What did he say during that scene when he got shot? Because I feel like he made a joke to um, yeah. So Caruso. So on the surface, when you're watching the scene of Jimmy dying, first he's upset, right, and he's like yelling, and then he's like he starts pleading and he's like, "Kill me, just kill me," and that's super uncomfortable to to see. Oh, yeah. But then it keeps going on and on, and you see Jimmy, like, making fun of him and laughing, and he's, like, laughing hysterically. Number one, because his body is going into shock. Like, what else is your mind going to do but, like, preoccupy yourself? I think it's, like, might be, like, when cats purr when they're, like, dying or, like, in a lot of pain. Your your mind just kind of shuts down and just makes you... It's, like, a serotonin thing, right? Or a... um. All of your like happy adrenaline. Levels. Yeah, yeah uh, like when you cry, you feel better. Oh, that's right. right. Flanagan 
the very Irish want, Wesley no, Snipes. Is, I don't want to watch it. It's sad. Oh, he gets shot a couple of times. I didn't realize he got shot so many times. I thought he just shot him the... Okay. There's like blood spray. And he refers yeah. to the other cop as, as his girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, I knew there was something about... Because that had to be his partner or something. Wait. Oh, they okay. just cut that out. Oh, thanks, okay. YouTube. Okay, well, anyway. Whatever. Okay, he goes into hysterics, and he's making jokes, and he's basically trying to annoy him while he grieves for his partner. And and so on the surface level, you're thinking, oh, Jimmy Jump is just being an asshole. He's trying to be funny. He's rubbing it in. But what he's actually doing is he's trying. he is trying to do that so that he'll shoot him so that he can die because he's in so much pain. Before that, he's saying, kill me, just kill me, and, like, freaking out. And then he starts laughing and making all those jokes, and he's only doing that to try and get him to shoot him more yeah. so that he'll die. I and thought it was insane. more as a diversion because he gets out the car, and then Christopher Walken, he gets away. And so, of course, if you kill a cop, then all the cops are going to come to you, and they're not going to go after... Christopher Walken, who is like the leader. You think that he was doing that so that Christopher Walken could get away? Yeah, because he hopped out of the car. Damn. And yeah, Jimmy, Chris- they split up right there because they, they killed all the cops except for Flanagan and Gilly. Yeah. So Caruso. Jimmy is so. So Jimmy hops out the car and he goes after the other cops. And so then the cops aren't going after Christopher Walken. They're just going after Jimmy. But you're saying that because- while Jimmy is. Lay on the ground, dying. No, I mean, like, oh my god, that's so scary. Oh, gosh, what? Ooh. What was that? It, my phone my notification. <laughs> what? The fuck? I'm trying it out to see if I like it. I don't because like I always it. miss people's like texts and stuff, and then I'm like, oh, this was from a day oh, ago. We just had a dance uh, party here <laughs> in front of your lap. Mad, but uh, okay. So he's shooting Wesley, and then he's like. Where's your girlfriend? Right. And then he starts joking to him about chicken and shit, like stupid shit. While he's dying, you mean? While Wesley Snipes is dying, while right. he's shooting him. And yeah. then the other cop comes out of the shadows and is like, bow, 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 bow. But are you saying that he's still trying to like stall so that Christopher Walken can get away while he's laying there dying? No, I think he was stalling when he got out of the car. Oh, yeah. Because Christopher no, Walken that... got away. Okay. And then those other two cops were like, "I will totally it. buy that." I thought you were, I thought you were saying that, like, even while he was like dying and like laying on the ground and like laughing hysterically, that he was still like trying to buy time for Frank White to like get out of there. And I was like, "What the fuck?" No. That's so. I hardcore. feel like he was trying. I feel like <laughs> That's he did. A really he nice wasn't friend. <laughs> trying to die, but he was gonna take the bullets anyway because he shot the cop, and so he knew, like, okay, they're all gonna be after me now. But, like, it's not like the cops could leave the scene to go after Christopher Walken after that. They would all have to, like, show Where up. Where did the other cops go? Because I just remember Dave I feel like a lot of character. Them, I feel In like a lot of them died. In the that scene, they kill, like, every cop pursuing them, except for Caruso, who is Gilly, and Snipes, who is Flanagan. Flanagan, yeah. The kid that got married, he got his face bashed in by Smashed a fire in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was That's rough. Brutal. <laughs> phone is cracking me up i didn't know that phones could do that <laughs> i didn't know that they could do that either i used to love it when maybe my phone can do that you it can is it an iphone yeah it totally can oh, but i remember when i had 
my not iPhones, and they would do that all the time. For the podcast listeners, we have Natasha's using a deaf accessibility feature, which flashes (laughs) instead of making noise. Oh, that's oh okay. It's for deaf people. That totally makes sense to me. It's just like a party strobe light. But I remember when my other phones that weren't iPhones would do that all the time, and I kind of missed it. But this is kind of obnoxious because you can't choose the colors. It's just a flashing light. Yeah, so be that as it may, you know, whatever he was trying to do during that scene while he was shot but not dead yet, it's still really sad and very uncomfortable to watch because it really feels like you can kind of understand what a gunshot might feel like a little bit. I mean, I guess if anything, the acting that Larry is doing (laughs) is very, very good. Yeah. Because it's really horrific for the type of movie that it is. But I do feel like it was an awesome death scene because they pan out and then they start shooting and then it's just explosions of blood and him just like flailing. It was in the blue light. And it's uh, what happens at fantastic. the re- what happens after he dies? Nothing. Nothing. Well, the movie ends for us. For us, Pretty yeah. Much. For everyone watching, yeah. the movie is done. I was sad when the lawyer girl died too. Yeah. So can we talk about the girls just for a second? There's like three girls in this movie that have this like look, and they look like the word I would use to describe their type of beauty would be adorable. Does that make sense? Because I don't see a lot of girls that look like that in movies. Usually when there's like a hot girl in a film, they have like sharp cheekbones or they look... um, Oh, these girls look soft. Yeah, they look like their hair is like, like literally like soft. They have like soft hair and they have like round eyes and like big apple cheeks. And they look like cute and adorable and sweet. And one of the girls I totally... There's a li- there's a blonde so there's two girls that that go to pick him up Frank White when he's out of prison and one girl is kind of like a Daryl Hannah type blonde but then the other girl and I just I knew her name like yesterday but she's in um she's in Malcolm X and she's in Bad Boys she's like the wife in Bad Boys but she's so she has that same look and then the lawyer lady has that look and then there's like another white lady that's at like the dinner table in one scene and i was actually getting her confused with the lawyer lady because they're both they all look so adorable and that's very rare especially like to have a bunch of ladies that look like that all in one film she had my favorite 80s ladies look even though it was in the 90s and then that other lady that was um it was like the girlfriend of the guy that turned out to be the rat that was like ratting out frank white oh yeah but she had her hair pulled back and she had one little curl of hair. Oh, yeah, that came down. For like a one yeah. bang. Ew! <laughs> that was the look. It was the 90s. It, it was, was the like, look. It was like Homer Simpson. It was gross, but it was the look. You had your hair swooped back. And That's you had that such one a little 90s dark curl. That's how you do shit from the streets. It the came one, down. It looked like I needed to help her fix it. <laughs> it was, Yep. I've seen that like on the side of people's faces, like that one curl or like on both sides. This was like in In the the middle middle. of her forehead, Mm -hmm. way up high because she had a high uh, hairline too. Yep, yep. That was the 90s version of I Need to Talk to the Manager today, right now. (laughs) What? 
interesting thing. Not a single female character in this movie has a last name. Well, that's not no. interesting at all. Yeah. That's normal. <laughs> um, and one lady is simply credited as British female. Well, I don't think that Jimmy's last name is Jump. Unless it is. And then that's just his... That's a surname. And then, good for him, he has like a cool full name. <laughs> yeah. Jim is just short for... Jim is a nickname for... James Jump. Is James. Jim a nickname? Because Jim is just a name, right? Jim is short Jim for James. Is just yeah. A, James? Yeah, it's James. So James Jump? Some people James do name and Jimmy. Jim. Not oh, James Tiberius <laughs> Kirk. They call Damn him it, Jim. Jim. Damn it, Jim. Okay, got it, got it. Anything else about the movie? I think my two top notes are definitely Tampax Room Service, Met in Dance Class. I think <laughs> I think this fan fiction is, that's pretty much where it starts it for me. It just sounds so much, like, so much fun. The only other thing that I thought where it started to lose me, especially just like in watching for this podcast, there's a part where Frank's doing some rebuilding type stuff. And they, you know, you want to do a beautiful Schindler's List expository thing where like someone builds something up and you're not really sure what's going on until later. Eh, it wasn't that great. And there wasn't any Jimmy Jump for like this big section until yeah. like when he's visiting the yeah. hospital and stuff like that yeah all the stuff Walking with thing. the with the guy that turns out to be the rat and stuff it does lose me a little bit and again the movie's just in general kind of hard to follow so did anything ever happen to the rat no i, I think remember. he dies doesn't but does he, he die? die by the cops or does he die by for i think frank has him has something bad happened yes, to him? Yes, 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 because I remember he was begging for his life. And mm-hmm. He was like, "Come on, Jimmy!" At the staircase, da, or da, da, da. and then yeah, okay. Sean Car, yeah, Sean Carlo. Sorry, I just wanted to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a smooth name. What's your name? Sean My name Carlo. is Sean Carlo Esposito. What's yours? Sorry, <laughs> so great. <laughs> By the way, sorry. Whatever you're about to say, I want to name my next dog that. The whole thing. Yes. <laughs> kind of a dog. I don't know, but I just ugh. cocker spaniel. <laughs> Ooh, that's instead of like what food are I know. they? What kind of dog? Are they? Except what I don't know a lot of dog breeds. Dog breeds. We could do both when the when the movement strikes us. Sea urchin. That's not a dog breed. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this movie does end a ways after Jimmy dies. Is it when he's like driving around? It starts with no dialogue and it kind of ends pretty quiet because it's a film noir. Yeah. Well, doesn't he just, you're just assuming he dies in the car? Or is arrested and given medical attention and then shipped to another high security prison. Jimmy tried his best. The hero, hero slash villain of this film. Yeah, he did. I'm loving it more and more, the tampon scene. The more we talked about it, the more I was like, they should have built off that scene so much more. I mean, what if he was a killer who stuck tampons in everybody he shoots? If that he literally... That's his mean, calling card. First of all, I don't think they actually stuck tampons in No, I don't think... Another reason one. those tampons were completely put to waste, because they just left them there. It's yeah. like, you know a bunch of ladies. And they're trying to collect... Oh, wait, no, never mind. I was going to say they were trying to collect money for the poor, but that no, was No, they were just stealing their coke. That yeah. was like before Frank shows up again, so... Because they're killing Colombians because Frank is about to come back on the scene. They couldn't hire enough Colombian actors, so they were like, well, we'll just... But, but even I, that doesn't make sense when you understand basic drug lord information. Like, they could just send more Colombians. And why did he spend money on the hospital when he could have been bribing the police? 
They're not very good criminals. No. No, the police were super... They were corrupt in a way where they thought the ends would justify the means. I don't feel like they would have been corruptible in the movie. It's like they're so... It was like they're, they were so good that they did all those very illegal things because they literally couldn't stand... Yeah, that's what I mean. People being so bad or whatever. Yeah, whatever. that's how they were trying to set it up. But it ended up making them just look horrible. They could, you know, this movie could have been three hours long and it could have been so much better. It could have been <laughs> so good. Let us understand the cops more. All they did was give us one wedding scene. Which okay. wasn't really a true look into, like, who they were as characters. So, online, I really couldn't find much about this movie on Tumblr, which is normally my go-to for movies, even the obscure ones. However, I have started using Instagram lately, and there's a huge King of New York thing on Instagram. what? Well, not, like, huge, but huge compared to anywhere else. But I've noticed... One thing with Jimmy Jump specifically is there's two different um, t-shirt prints that people will wear that like are like being sold online where one of them is a promotion still that's of <laughs> said Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, where he's like holding his two guns like up to his face and he's like kind of like smiling with a hat. And then the other shirt, oh my gosh, I can't remember really liked the way it looked. Oh, it's the other photo um, that's on these shirts is um, a still from the film where he's, like, shooting both of the guns at the same time, and it's, like, a sideways shot. And it looks really cool. I really like that one. Um, and so if you go online, I actually saw, like, one person wearing this shirt on Tumblr, but it's, like, it's, like, a thing of, like, if you know what this movie is, it's, like, a very obscure almost um freddy krueger type thing where if you see someone wearing a jim bean jump shirt it's like oh my gosh you know who that is cool like you get excited and i kind of want a jimmy jump shirt <laughs> i think i actually only have one other thing actually about this movie before yeah. sexy stuff and fan stuff yeah so the writer and director of this movie did two more christopher walken movies Huh. That were also about New York and about crime. One's oh. The Addiction in 1995 and The Funeral in 1996. I haven't seen either. I haven't seen either. I wonder if they have villains we could look at, but they both have Christopher Walken. So it's like this Christopher Walken trilogy that this writer and director did I heard, that all take place in New York. And I heard this was the first oh. film that made Christopher Walken like the, the mafia type character. Oh. Because before that, he was like an intimidating, because he was in Prophecy? Like he was in some supernatural no, thriller? Well, I mean, Prophecy was, at, this was 1990 or, or 1991. Oh, yeah. It's but like before this, he was in like The Dead Zone and um, whatever science experiment movie that was. He was in a movie, it was bad. It, was, it wasn't good. It, it was the movie where um, What's-Her-Face died from Rebel Without a Cause. Hmm. That lady. She like fell out of a boat. And Christopher Walken was there and she died. Anyway, that movie. <laughs> but then, yeah, in the 90s, then he was, like, wearing suits and being, like... Did Lawrence Fishburne wear the Kango hat because of Samuel L. Jackson? 
Do you guys also wonder? Do you guys think they were trying to get Samuel? I thought they were trying to get Samuel Jackson for this role. The more I look Um, at his pictures, the more I'm like, that is Samuel Jackson's look if I've ever seen one. And I'm trying to find like, when did he start wearing Kango hats? And did they base that character off of Samuel Jackson, or did Samuel Jackson? What was Samuel L. Jackson doing in 1990? Can you look that up really quick? That's a good question. I was thinking the same thing. Were they trying to get a Samuel L. Jackson? who I think would have pulled this off in... I liked... I wouldn't have think they went to dance class. Like, there was some refinement to Jimmy that wasn't supposed to be there. It was just because of the actor. Well, maybe because Frank and Giancarlo was rubbing off on him a little bit. The more that I think about Samuel Jackson's characters and what I've seen him do in movies, he kind of makes jokes, but he's also serious. But he's not But he plays it way better. He's not hot, though. I don't know. Jimmy Jones like... is supposed to be hot, right? Was yeah. he? I think he Maybe. was elaborate, and like Samuel L. Jackson has elaborate speeches and stuff. Here, just look at his IMDb for 19. Yeah, here's the question. Pulp yeah. Fiction's 94, so that's after King of New York. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. and uh, That was the one I was thinking of immediately. Post-Run DMC, pre... Uh... Maybe it's just a Run DMC thing, because I know a lot of... Black stars just like based That's their the question. Shit like, of is this movie like ahead of its time? Yeah, I guess it's like a good mix of like maybe I don't know. It's just like one of those mafia movies, Dude, like Goodfellas okay. and all that. Yeah, but in Pulp Fiction, he wasn't wearing that shit. Nope. I'm almost there. He was doing oh. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Samuel L. Jackson is in Goodfellas. Superfly, The Exorcist Three. What? <laughs> Mo Better Blues. He was in so many movies in 1990. It's not funny. Let's go in chronological order. He was in Goodfellas? Uh, Shock to the System, Death by Temptation, D-E-F by Temptation, Betsy's Wedding, Mo Better oh. Blues, Exorcist 3, Goodfellas, Return of Superfly. Yeah, he was in so many movies. I think, huh. I don't remember who he was in Goodfellas, so I don't know if he was like in a prison scene or something. I never, fi- I didn't like that movie, so I, the only thing I remember from Goodfellas was that I didn't enjoy watching it. Well, I know what movie we're doing next time. Well, <laughs> is, what's the, who's... Uh, but he was in so many movies. Holy shit. I also didn't like L.A. Confidential or Chinatown. Feel free to never listen to this podcast again because <laughs> I've offended you so hard. Oh, Chinatown was cool. I have to rewatch it. I don't know. Research. I bet if more. we dug deep enough, we could see, like, who they wanted for what roles. I'm pretty sure Lawrence Fishburne was not the original, like, person they asked. No. But then they're like, he's cool. He'll do. Wait, was your fan stuff just the uh, fashion stuff? Because that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, There's not much shipping on this one. Yeah, no. I mean, all the internet stuff, most of my information either came from YouTube comments or from Instagram comments and like posts and things like that. And everybody has the exact same reaction as we kind of did, which is when you think of Jimmy Jump, you just get so excited and it's... In hindsight, like post-film, when it's in your memory warehouse, it's like when you think of Jimmy Jimmy Jump, he's like a superhero. Mm -hmm. And he's exciting and like the coolest guy. And he's absolutely something that you root for. And it's kind of this sign of like, and and I think that's why there's like Jimmy Jump t-shirts. Because like if you see someone wearing that, you get so excited, I bet. Because his character is so exciting and like colorful and so when people are like leaving these comments they they were all mostly like some sediment sentiment that was similar that's basically like 
when a hero comes along. I do think he had a lot of the best lines in the movie too. Like even Mr. beyond the tampon thing, I liked when someone was telling him, "It's like, oh, you don't like deal drugs. You shoot people." And he's like, "Ain't nobody left. I'm out of a job." I was like, "That's pretty. That's pretty hard." <laughs> I do think when I was looking for that specific quote, I scrolled by one that I totally forgot, but. Uh, one of the cops, Caruso. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He says, Head bad you're under a fucking wrist. <laughs> Which is like, so bad. We didn't talk about the scene where when Jimmy gets out on bail and he meets them in front of that building and he's just like, they mention, I, for, I honestly don't remember what he did, but he did something really horrible. Like, I think he got in trouble for killing someone again and he just like makes fun of it. He makes fun of the situation. He makes fun of the cops and he's like with his friends and stuff and he's oh, like yeah. being hilarious and charming but it's also again showing how bad of a person he really is yeah because yeah. they killed the they killed the witness so. yeah yeah they he, killed the witness and that's why he was out because they almost had him because they were like oh we saw someone was there who got him and then yeah they can't prove he kills anybody and like until the very end it's hard to shot. build up a neighborhood with dirty money, with blood money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's do food first. So what kind of Ooh. food would Jimmy Jumpy? I I have mine already. Do yours. I have to think one. Yeah. He's a root beer float <laughs> with ice cream. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> uh. I, I'm throwing my hands up in the air. I, I like literally like there's I'm so many parts of that that know. work like first off he drinks root beer in the movie yeah it's yeah like very fizzy and poppy and then there's like yeah. ice cream in it which makes it like smooth oh god only in I america feel like he's just he's diner food so he's like um he's a root beer float banana split yeah yeah see both of those well, things like, are fancier than they actually are and, and yeah. that's what, so, that's what i'm trying diner. to think of it's like yeah what's fancier than it already is well also than it really because is, like a banana is involved, and that's the oldest gag where you throw the banana peel and people trip. And- it's a gag. <laughs> and a banana split has all that stuff, stuff all over it, it and yeah. it looks so like colorful so and good. weird. Yeah. It's bad for you. And a banana split is like, look at me, like how wild I am. Yeah. Like how many scoops. I have fruit. Look at all my toppings. I have syrupy cherries look at and my a hat. banana. Look at my hat. I'm a banana split. <laughs> Covered in ice cream. And chocolate sauce. I want a banana split now. Me too. So I would say a slice of cake with um, either a sparkler or one of those yes. candles. Those <laughs> candles you can't blow out. Oh my like, god! Because like it has to have a gag and it has to be yeah. less fancy than it actually is. Yeah. And it's mean. It has yeah. to be kind of mean. So trick candle in a in a He's slice a of all cake. those things. He's a trick candle, candle in a slice of diner cake for like an older guy, and he's like really not. He's not into it. Everyone's into it but him. Yeah. He's like, this is Everybody's crazy. laughing at the old guy who can't <laughs> blow out the candle, which is bullshit. The banana split, fruit and your ice cream, just eat the damn ice cream. And the sparkler's and then, like... <laughs> the root beer float, it all sounds good until the ice cream melts in your fucking soda, and then it's yeah. just bullshit. Joke's on you. <laughs> it's just bullshit. But good you're job. sad when it's all over. Is he, is he sexy? sexy? Is he yes. sexy? Yes, yes. 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 He has a smoothness about him. He's the bad boy that your parents never want you to if date. If he approached me, I would blush so hard and I would probably like stutter and stuff. Especially now because he's older and he has that deep voice. Wait, what? like, are you talking about Lawrence Fishburne now? Yeah, like if he has that, that deep voice, but with his younger body. You know, that's funny that you say that because he's 
he's a main character on the Hannibal TV series. And I feel very differently. I feel like every film Lawrence Fishburne is in, I feel very differently about him. Oh, yeah. Like, Morpheus from yes. The Matrix is, like, super ugly. What if I told you? Yeah. He's, he's not ugly in this. He's super ugly to me in that only because I went to high school with a black kid who dressed like him all oh, the time. No. And he was a complete... We were in that age bracket, too, when they did that. But he did change a little... No, actually... It all changes. My first impression of that kid in high school, I was like, ugh, come on. You're making us all look weird because you look weird. <laughs> was but this post-Matrix or just it just happened? It was 2001 to 2005, so okay. I have no idea. Yeah, post. <laughs> but he came to school like that all the time. But then you talk to him and you're like, actually, you're kind of dope. But you also look like someone who could just like you also explode. Look like Morpheus. Yeah, That's why you shouldn't be mean moment. to nerds. In no, you shouldn't. But then he joined the Marines, and you're like, actually, oh, you're kind of oh. hot now. I don't know. It went back and forth. I know a guy that wore a long leather trench coat. It wasn't just the long leather coat; it was the shades too. Yeah, in Washington, every day he wore yeah. the black shades and the trench coat every day. It was just a very off thing. Did he wear the sunglasses inside? Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh. Every day. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. This poor but guy then he was really to cool invisible. to talk to. <laughs> he did. He totally joke. wanted to be invisible. But then uh. he made it impossible for him to be invisible. Because he'd wear shit like that. Then he would run home every day with this pack. Everything you're doing to be invisible is working against you. On every level. Did he level. run like Naruto? Wasn't out yet. What does that mean? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and the answer that is so confounding is because he had his shit together. More he than had you his shit. <laughs> totally he did. Like, That's the thing. Like, 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 he just knew. He was like, I'm not into this teenage shit. I know what I'm doing after this. And okay. you're like, all right. I'm trying to think of why exactly he's hot. Why is he hot? He's not very respectful to women, which kind of turned me off. He, yeah. To, I mean... And he's a bad dancer. Well, he's <laughs> funny. I think he looks good. I think he dresses good. Mm -hmm. He's super charming. He's fun to be around. Like, I think you would never be bored. However, I feel like he's the type of guy that if he doesn't want to hang out with someone, he will not be nice. And so that's what sucks. Like, he's nice until he's not. Yeah. I feel like as soon as he didn't get what he wanted from you, he would be an asshole. Yeah, like he was to that guy at the chicken place. I feel like he would be the abusive boyfriend no one ever thought was yeah, abusive. Yeah, he would probably definitely be abusive. Because he made that huge scene for the chicken thing, and you're like, this didn't need to happen. Or he's like one of those dicks who painfully pranks his significant other. But, for the likes. Well, think of how he treats oh, yeah, I hate Frank. those people. Think of how he treats Frank White, though. Like, he'll joke around, but he has, like, a whole bunch of loyalty. So maybe if he did Frank find the right... Frank would kill him. That's true. <laughs> but maybe it's possible that if he did find the right person, he would treat them just always like royalty. That doesn't negate when you treat people like shit, though. So... Yeah. Well, I think he's hot. He had a lot of learning yeah, That's my... Do. Yeah. He was funny, and I think he'd be, like, the bad boy you date when you're young. Um, well, duh. As yeah. long as the elaborate pranks are kept to people you're killing, I think he'd be just fine, yeah. 
Because I, I think if you're into those type of guys, and then he told you that story, you'd be like... Because <laughs> he's really violent. Yeah. However, he's the type of guy that when April Fool's rose, rolls around, he has so much fun, I bet. Yeah. Like, he's the guy that puts, like, chocolate pudding on the toilet. Or, like, puts a ran wrap over the toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Switches the sugar with and the And then salt. shoots you. And then shoots you. <laughs> it's like, sorry, all my pranks uh-huh. involve shooting you. Shooting you. Because um, I really like throwing tampons at people. So Natasha's saying, yeah. Yeah. I was into it. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's our next thing? Is it? I'm not picking. I'll, uh, I Can I make a suggestion? Next month is March. And March is St. Patrick's Day. Oh. The leprechaun's not sexy. Yeah, <laughs> no. he is. <laughs> not even oh, kind God. of. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. It's Warwick Davis. All right, it's the leprechaun. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just suggesting. Like, it's not my pick. Uh, I'm not. It's my, it's not my it's not my decision to make. I'm just saying. Next month is March. I was thinking about Irish villains, and for a second, I was like. What about Riddler from Batman Forever? That's what I was just Jim thinking. Carrey. But he's not actually Irish. He's just got red hair and a green um, suit. We could. <laughs> That's so I, literally what I was I actually just talking to. to my manager because he didn't know I had a podcast and I was explaining the premise and he was like, Riddler from Batman. And I was like, yeah, of course. We'll I do think that someday. Specifically, Riddler from Batman Forever would be really fun. I'd be down for that. Okay. Next month, March, we are doing red haired. Jim Carrey in a green suit. We're trying to be thematic, and apparently we're not ready to do the Leprechaun His series quite yet. His face was green in the mask. That's why. Yes. Okay, but the yellow suit. Okay. <laughs> that's why I was like, he's green and stuff. He's green and, yeah, and that. Yeah, and the Grinch. Also, I was trying to do this for a while, and then I totally dropped it, but I need. I want a send-off for us to end the show like... Enjoy your burrito and keep it crispy. We should stay sexy. Stay sexy? Oh, that's what our earlier one, wasn't it? Was it? Stay sexy, creeps. Keep it crispy. <laughs> keep it crispy. Oh, wait. What did they say? Drive on, fast, um, take chances. What's that Bye. show called? Because, <laughs> yeah. On uh, Rick and Morty, was it? It stay what is close that? to that. Get swifty. Get swifty. <laughs> but we can't use that. But it, that's what it reminded me of. Can we get of. sued if we say just keep it swifty? <laughs> Get permission from Dan. <laughs> bye, bye, you guys. Get permission. Get permission from Dan. <laughs> See you guys later. Get permission from Dan. <laughs> yeah, we did stay sexy for a while, but then I remember you that... You were saying stay sexy. I think that's fine. I think... I like yeah, it. I think stay sexy is great. Stay sexy. Take chances. Am I black enough for you? America, I don't need no ice to fill America. All I need is my blackness. <laughs>